not a surprise. It doesn't have the same effect, does it, fuckers? <laughs> Welcome to yet another mini-sode. I'm your host, Maya, and you know who the fuck you are. You're damn right, you know who you are. During this mini-sode, we're gonna explore a true, true passion of mine. This was my very first idea for a mini-sode, and then, then I had that dumb thing about true crime, true chef, which I loved. I still am gonna pursue that at some point again, right? 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 It's the dumbest idea. So you know when this was the first fucking idea that it's it's truly one of the dumbest things, but again, nobody fucking does it. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna discuss these important topics with the people. And by that I mean to have a monologue on them. This time I welcome you to True Crime Terminology Corner. Yet another TCTC. You didn't expect me to twist these things around this many times. It can be True Top Chef. It can be Terminology Corner. It can be whatever the fuck I want it to be. Have you ever wondered about the origins of any of these expressions that I use? Or just origins on many expressions? And why are they like that? Why they be like that? It's awkward. <laughs> Where did they come from? Do they have some true crime roots in their meaning? Well, look no more, because this minisode is for you. I'm gonna cover about three or four expressions in English and then about the same amount in Spanish. So feel free to email me, you know, podbam.gmail.com with any other ones that I'm missing out on, that I really, really need to go and do a deep dive on the origins of these. And then there might be a next minisode on these and I might cover these again. Let's dive into this motherfucker. Truly, to show the definition of how loose the justice system was back in the day. Did you ever use a one for the road with your friends? You know, when you're just like saying goodbye, like, come on, let's have one for the road. No, probably nobody today, but... The origin of this expression is that during the Middle Ages, the condemned ones, so the people going onto the death row, would be taken to what today is known as the Oxford Street, to their execution. So during this final trip, the police officer would just like stop this cart and the carriage and would just let people out to have one for the road, one before their death. And usually that would continue into them having multiple for the road, apparently, and uh, just getting fucking smashed before going, you know, to die. This article says, in practice, it means several for the road. I just don't understand how, even during those times, those convicted people wouldn't then try to just leave, make a run for it. Or how would the police officers or those people bringing them to guillotines and hangings and everything not drink with them? How would they, like, sustain themselves, you know, just, like, resisting booze, can't get smashed, like, I'm on duty, but I'm at a bar with somebody having a drink? Also, who paid for it? Why does this thing not answer all of my questions? So that was jokes, right? Now we're going to more serious, disturbing ones. You're pulling my leg. You would think that would have, like, such a funny, great origin. Of course not. So in early 18th century, just, you know, picture gallows, right? So they would, like right now, what you would think about gallows, well, from what you've seen portrayed on television, they would hang people by either like a quick drop at a scaffold or it would be like a bucket underneath them and then somebody would push because they really like to dramatize things. And it's all for sensational levels. Well, early 18th century, prisoners wouldn't have such treatment. They would suffocate slowly on this rope and it could take about 20 minutes to die. And it's just truly fucking agonizing. So again, because this isn't Handmaid's Tale, the spectators would take pity and sometimes would pull on the victim's legs to help speed things along. 
Now, how did such an expression kind of transform into the modern version of it is kind of unclear. From the sources that I've read said, it's most likely that it's kind of akin to the phrase you're killing me. It's like that protest against being like either teased or wrong. You know how you say to your friends, you're killing me like, ah, ha, 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 but you're not laughing. That's, that's it. That's that feeling. Side note, why don't we stop saying that shit? And why don't we stop saying it's so funny or it's so hilarious when a story is clearly not funny and hilarious to you and you're clearly not fucking laughing? Save the best laughs for laughs, okay? Actually, just laugh at the funny shit and then don't say anything when something is not funny. Stop encouraging people. <laughs> now, remember that I mentioned the bucket here. Well, no overexpression kick the bucket, which means to die. In that case, you see where this is going. So for this one, different sources say different things. So the most obvious one is the one that I mentioned, which is like, once you would hang yourself, you would kick the bucket beneath you. The other one is, and the more plausible, although I don't really get it, is the archaic use of the word bucket, which was a beam, from which a pig would be hung by its feet prior to being slaughtered. And of course, it wouldn't be a fucking expression if it didn't have some Catholic meaning in it as well. So one of the meanings where an actual bucket is present as well is that um, after death, when a person would be laid out in a coffin, a friend or a family member would bring like a bucket of holy water at the feet of this corpse. And then what they would do is they would sprinkle this holy water onto the body. Gives it a bit of a different taste, doesn't it? Also, how are we just wasting this holy water, Catholics? Like, why we have just holy water in buckets now? Isn't the whole point of it for it to be rare? No? No? Am I missing something? Also, in my head, I'm picturing this as if, like, that fucking course will be soaked by the end. Like, this ain't good for decomposition, okay? Just fucking functionally thinking about it. I kind of hope nobody does this any longer. <laughs> Okay, my absolute favorite one of the day that overlaps with the Spanish expression, and that is saved by the bell. Because when I read this, I was like, this is not, this is not true. This is not correct. This did not actually happen. So this expression relates to people being buried alive. And the idea is if somebody was to just comatose, so like go into the state of coma and mistakenly just pronounce that because the medicine didn't evolve at that point in time and then just buried into a grave, if they later appear to be alive, so if they were just to revive themselves in that fucking coffin, they would ring a bell that was attached to the coffin and be saved. So then these devices were patented in England and the US, and they were known as safety coffins. So the designs were registered in the 19th century and, and up to as late as 1955. You need to look this shit up. I'm gonna post a picture on Twitter and Instagram. But what I don't get is like, what if nobody was at the cemetery? Because it's not like this is some Wi-Fi Bluetooth shit like today. Or what if you were like that desperate trying to fucking catch your breath while ringing this fucking bell and maybe you break it or something and then there's no way out. Also, I watched that fucking Ryan Gosling movie. If they bury a comatose, wouldn't you be dead even if you were to, like, wake up from coma because of the lack of air? No? Somebody? <laughs> Anybody? So, you know, on the surface this sounds genius, but then when you think about it, was it redundant? But, hey, people patented shit, okay, listen. <laughs> people invented shit. So, the improved burial case, patent number 18... Pattern number 81,437. Damn right, rolls off your fucking tongue. 
was made in 1868 by Franz Wester, that's the one I'm gonna put up. And as well as the handy bell, Wester had this novel enhancement of a glass screen <laughs> to view the coffin's occupant. How fucking creepy. Also great, they have a view if they wake up and they just like, what, look at the fucking soil or the top of their coffin. <laughs> the next line is the best thing in this script. Presumably, the mourners would wave to the deceased and if he waved back, they knew they were onto something. No shit, the person is fucking alive, they wave back and don't bury them, maybe. Also, why I think that this was just completely redundant is that there's no evidence to show that anybody was ever saved by these coffins. Or even that they were like put into proper use and was just like widespread use. So if you ask somebody now for the origin, they might actually tell you of a different one, which is that it's a boxing slang. Because that's sort of the more the later version of it, which came about in about later half of the 19th century, where if a boxer is in danger of losing, then they can be saved from defeat by the bell. <laughs> now, I'm including Spanish expression, not because it brings anything else, but just because the example that they used. So, the Spanish expression is salvado por la campana. <laughs> but... They use this expression, which is one of the most morbid things I have read, and just one of the one of the most ironic shit. A prisoner was about to be executed in an electric chair, but there was a breakdown of a central panel at the prison, which provoked that the light goes off. So the condemned was saved by the bell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing like, how is this the correct saying by the bell use? Like, they're gonna be executed eventually. The light is gonna come on. The blackout is gonna be repaired. Spaniards, they do it differently. <laughs> also, no, sorry. This is their expression. Their explanation of the origins is also so pure gold. So it says like it... um originates from the medieval era, where the forensic medicine wasn't that developed, so many people who suffered from comatose or just suffered from <laughs> fainting, then brackets, or any other type of illness or accident, just basically anything you do that just made you like faint even a little bit, you would be buried alive. When the neighbors would think that they were in reality dead. Just imagine those neighbors were like, they fell while mowing the grass. They're dead, man. Fucking bring them or the fuck alive. They were nosy as fuck. We don't need them alive. Yeah, like, they fainted once. Cool, that's it. That's it. Prognosis, dead. Also, I love how, like, every other article is like, no, this originated because, you know, from the US. Spanish are like, no, 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 this is our shit. This is our product. <laughs> Alicia Head is there like, I invented these bitches. I'm a savior in your life again. The next expression is my favorite expression in Spanish. Well, the version of it. So the expression is Quien te ha dado vela en este entierro? Or the one that I like is Nadie te ha dado la vela en este entierro. <laughs> She's just like, nobody gave you a fucking candle at this funeral, bitch. Okay, I added the fucking and the bitch to it. <laughs> Which you say when somebody just, you know, knows a little shit. And they joined the conversation when nobody called them into that fucking conversation. And it originates from the custom to give candles to the family members or to the friends once they attend the funeral. So the whole point is of, you know, like queuing, waiting in a line, lighting up the candle 
for the soul of the person that's dead and just actually be patient a little shit and waiting not interrupting the whole fucking process because it's not about you back home in serbia by the way we light up candles on these occasions or just occasions of like saints or anything christmas <laughs> i could just like love fucking candles okay but we light up ca- one candle for the dead and one for the alive so it's like for a particular person you think about and usually you have like a whole ass place where you will light them up so there's like a two tier levels where you would light them up so if you light up the candle at the upper tier or an upper level it's for the person that's alive and then if you light them up down down there and if you light up the candle at, at a lower level it's for the person that's dead now in a typical maya fashion i used to do this the other way around for years for years up until like teenagehood where i was like oh i was doing this wrong this whole time i'm sorry i didn't wish any of you were dead do any other countries do this and why the fuck do we really do this that's the part that i never got also my logic just so you don't think i'm fucked up my logic was like well the person that's above went to heaven i don't know i don't know <laughs> i was like well they're somewhere else in the ethereum of the world <laughs> they're not with us <laughs> another reason why i love this expression was the very first funeral that i attended it was on my like great-grandfather the husband of the great-grandmother that I love and mentioned in every episode. And I was just a person that did not understand the concept of funerals. I was that, like, little child, like, hey, why is everybody crying? Can I entertain? Let me entertain. Let me do my stand-up, as fucking always. And people were like, Maya, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and nobody gave me a candle here, Maya. Maya, Maya, you're fine. If everybody's crying and you're the happiest one, you look like a psycho, Maya. The next one, this is why I love this fucking expression, because the next one is so fascinating, as in the backstory is just so fucking insane. This is why, send me yours in other languages, you know, send me how to pronounce them, send me voice notes, I'll do this shit, I'll do this for a living, don't worry about it. <laughs> I love this shit. Okay, so the expression is hacer algo bajo cuerda, which is when you're doing something on the sneaks. It's usually in the illegal kind of context, and it comes from the illegal kind of context. Ooh, I love this match, I love this match. <laughs> so again, long time ago in Spain, when somebody rich would be sentenced to die at the gallows, so to be hung, the custom, well, the custom, <laughs> was to bribe the executioner, so that they use one of those ropes that would be soaked and just old so that they would break once the person has been hung. And the Spanish tradition had it that if the person doesn't die when hung, that is a divine sign that they should be alive. <laughs> I just love it so much. It just puts bribe into such a different perspective. The more modern version of it, again, is that rich people would play tennis and then they would put the net for the tennis sort of like a bit higher up. And then, you know, the point is to distract the other player and to put the ball into their court, you know, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) to score by going underneath the net and underneath the rope. And yeah, but no, I like my hanging story better. (laughs) Yeah, when you try to bribe a police officer now, next time when you're getting a fine, tell them how, you know, they they could have had it worse. (laughs) They could have been the executioner and you could have been the person being hung. What did we learn today? A couple of expressions. Yay! Also that if people will do crime, they will do it. Doesn't matter. Medieval, today, modern or not. Some would say, by all means necessary. All paths lead to crime. 
Yeah, you can't end an episode like this. What the fuck? So tweet me, Instagram me, email me. Let me know what expressions you are used in your country that have, you know, illicit, bribery, hanging teams in them. And what are their origins? Because if they're in different languages, like, I can't do everything, okay? Just tell me your shit. I'll cover it. But until then, don't let anybody tell you they haven't given you a candle at this funeral. You tell them you're an independent person who brought their own fucking candles, okay? Mm-hmm. So until the next time, bye fuckers. Stay curious, because curiosity killed a cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Oh, where does that expression come from? Mm, let me go with the shit. Ugh, it's Shakespeare. Fuck Shakespeare. Controversial opinion, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, if it's not true crime, I don't wanna know about it. I don't wanna know about it. <laughs> bye, bye, bye for realsies. Reals.